you were watching the Patreon, you really got quite a dance show. I don't think I've ever done such a dance number in my life. Really broke a sweat there. Hi, everyone. Welcome (laughs) to Review That Review, the preeminent podcast dedicated to reviewing reviews. Yay. We're just like Siskel and Ebert, only instead of reviewing cinematic masterpieces, we rate and review those hilarious, scathing, and sometimes suspicious online reviews. That's Chelsea Dawn. And that's Trey Gerald. And together, y'all, you know who we are. We're those cool cats. We're the Review Queens. How's your crown today, Tracy? Digital and lovely and very light, Trey. Not Trey. Trey. <laughs> Thanks for asking. It's not going to go anywhere. How's your, uh, how's your week been, Trey? I've had a good week. You know, since I am the editor of the podcast, I have realized that my MacBook Pro, I have like, I didn't buy like the bottom tier. I bought like the one terabyte. So it was more expensive. Yeah. It's just the editing process is multi layered and I'm like editing different. All this is boring, but my computer, the memory has just completely depleted. And I even have a four terabyte external that I am like slowly processing everything over into that so that I'll have working memory. But so I was like crazed about my digital space of my computer. And so I was looking and it was like 700 gigabytes of other quote unquote other that you can't click on and find out what it is. I mean, like when you're when you're looking at the Mac and you like pull it up and it's like purple and like green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then that so your other portion. What is the other? Are you asking me? Yeah. Do you know? I always just assumed it was everything that didn't fit into the other categories. Right. But you can't click on it and find it. You can like click on messages, which I yeah. had 50, I think it was 54 gigabytes of my wow. 256 gigabyte iPhone. I don't know percentages, but that seems high. I, but I literally had text <laughs> messages from 2014. Stored on my iPhone, which then gets synced to my computer. So I got crazy. Mm -hmm. And I literally deleted every text message, except for with my husband, in life. Deleted it. It is gone. Oh, it felt so delicious. I've had no regrets. It's wonderful. And I got a text from Chelsea that said, did you literally delete (laughs) our history about forming this podcast? And I said, I did. And you know what's great about that? Is you still have it? So, I mean, I'm the keeper of all the secrets. But also, yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I saw the posts and I thought, I understand why David, you know, is above me. But I like, (laughs) I feel like I'm like the work wife. I mean, I'm at least the work girlfriend. I was, I was like, maybe he didn't want to make it public because, like, that would diminish your relationship with David if you were like and Chelsea. Oh, you thought that when you texted me, I'd be like, "P.S. I didn't really do." You. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I thought when I texted you, you were going to be like, "Obviously, I kept our history," but you didn't. 
No. But what was interesting is when we were texting, I was like, let me go back and see how far back our communication goes because I I obviously have a clutter problem as well and I haven't deleted anything since God knows when. So like I'm looking back, 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 back. And I found the first like photograph mm-hmm. I had ever texted you. And this was how many years ago was this? What year do you think it was? Like 2015? I think it was 17. I think we met in 17. 17? Yeah. So the first photograph I ever sent you in 2017 was a screenshot of a Yelp review for a psychic. Which is crazy. Which is so crazy on so many levels. <laughs> and then you looked at the next like three and they were also reviews. Yes. Like the first five photo text messages between us were screenshots of Yelp reviews about psychics, which is like so weird, Trey, on so many levels, because like we've been friends for a long time, but there were years where it was just like, happy Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving, happy birthday. Like not because we don't love each other, but just we live in different cities and like, this is what life happens. And like, we just went on on like two different paths, checking in with each other periodically, and then came together for this venture mm-hmm. that was predicted by an online psychic in Yelp. It is crazy because that year that I was in LA uh-huh. was the first time I connected Yelp with my email account. Because mm-hmm. I remember I went tanning, <laughs> which um, <laughs> if you remember in a previous Royal Highness, aloe vera, I can't tan, but I got a membership at a tanning salon in West Hollywood got so outrageously burned. But I joined Yelp because they said if I left a positive review, I would get like 15% off. Yeah. So like my whole world of reviews began right at that time. Right when we met. Literally. You know, when things like that happen, you can't help but laugh and think that there's someone else, there's something else, there's like another force out there that knows things are going to unfold in a certain way and everything sort of clicks, but it's so random at the time, you know? Totally. We look look back and piece it together, which is nice. And that psychic story, I'll save it for another time on the podcast. Yes. Or maybe like a Patreon moment. Maybe. But yeah, so I I feel freer. I feel lighter. I feel like my computer is running so much faster. So it's great. I can fill it with more podcast episodes. Chelsea, how was your week? Thank God. (laughs) Thank God. First of all, Trey's amazing. He edits everything, does so much work. I'm the friggin' lucky. I'm the friggin' luckiest. I just am. Okay. I'm sorry. You're going to have to edit that. <laughs> My week's been good. I did it. I, I grabbed the old water bottle out from the bottom of the cabinet, cleaned her off, and I've been trying to carry her around with me. And? It's been going well. Good. Uh, definitely been getting a lot more water since I've been holding her and keeping her around. I really do feel better when I'm hydrated. I know. Who knew? It really is crazy. Who would have known? I love that this is like a <laughs> recurring theme as Chelsea's hydration. We should have a sound effect. Like we can check in with Chelsea's hydration. <laughs> Um, you should because when you put the post on Instagram about like being hydrated, I, I I was severely dehydrated at the time that I read it. And then I was like, it was actually one of the reasons why I pulled her out of the old. I didn't even think uh, about that. Cabinet. Actually, that's true. That's why I ended up. That was I forgot. That was the impetus for getting her because I saw the post that you put on Instagram. And then I was like, I had to do something. That's about this. hilarious to me. 
<laughs> anyway, all right. So you want to get into some uh, um, kvetching? I mean, yeah, let's do it. All right, Chelsea. What do you yes. want to lodge a complaint about this week? This week, I'd like to lodge a complaint against those random dips in the road. So you're driving, you're approaching a traffic light. For whatever reason, the road dips in the center. Like it's like a, like a little hill. Like it's like bleh. anyway. Point is, if you go over this at a certain speed, that's even like the speed for the speed limit. You like bottom out your car. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? I do. Why is this? You think it's intentionally a dip or you think it's I a wonder, dip? I'm like, is it a, yeah, is it intentional? Like it's like a dip because you're trying to slow me down towards the, the light. Is it like for earthquake? Per, like, or is it just like somebody really miscalculated this construction work on the road? Cause it's so annoying. And I hate when I bottom out my car on, there's one right on Moore Park and I hit it like every time. <laughs> you haven't learned yet. No, I mean, like, I just, you know, sometimes I forget and then I'm like, oh, right. This one is like the crazy one. That happens to me a lot, like going into driveways. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that feeling of like you're going into someone's driveway and then you're like bottoming out. It's like that, but in the middle of the road. What kind of car do you have? Maybe you have a low, maybe you need to inflate your tires. I do have a coupe. It's like closer to the ground. Maybe I do need to inflate my tires. I don't know. The point is, it's very annoying when you're driving and you just want to keep to the speed limit and be a respectable driver. And yet that's not enough. There are these terrible bumps that are going to bottom out your car. So anyway, that's what's on my mind today. What do you want to complain about, Trey? (sighs) I hear you. Interesting. We keep um, mind melding here. Oh, really? So today, my complaint... Is when you go to a parking lot uh-huh. and you can't pull into a space because someone is over their line. Yeah. Why can people not park in the line? Uh, the whole concept of driving is built around staying inside of a line. There are lines on the highway. There are yes. dashed lines. There is the line Ew. so that you don't go off of the road. Right. Why do people <laughs> suddenly not pay attention when there's many of them for a parking spot? Sometimes somebody else parks off and then you have to park off. Yes. And then you're like, I don't want people to think I'm the offender here. I just had to follow suit with what this other person did. I recognize that I've probably not parked perfectly every time in my life. Sure. But how much time does it take you to back up and correct? It shouldn't take you more than five seconds. Everything in life fits into something. Liquid goes into cups. Keys go into keyholes. Hair goes into hair ties. Like we know Q-tips are not supposed to go in the ear, but we stick them in our ear for some reason, even though that's the (laughs) one direction not to do. We know that the tire should not be on the line. So why, why is this a thing that exists where people cannot park inside the parking space line? There's no answer. A rush or an offender before that person? Well, that's my complaint. I don't like it. Everyone stop, <laughs> stop it. Oh, God. I hear you. It is the worst. It's really annoying. I, it just shows you like driving is supposed to be a team sport. You guys, we're supposed to help each other out. It's not just about you taking the extra exactly. 10 seconds that it takes you to correct your car. It's the driving karma of working in unison to ensure that if this parking garage has a hundred spots, that we're able as a community to use a hundred out of a hundred spots, you know? 
And we got to do that together. Have you ever noticed sometimes in parking garages when they don't do the math right and there's like a random tiny little sliver? Oh, that's like left over. Yeah. Oh, I hate that too. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay. I'm going to um, shake it off. I'm yes. glad that we got those out. It's true. I think I really do feel like I need a little like shimmy shake. I think we should both get shake weights and literally <gasps> do a shake yes. weight between segments. Oh, that's a good idea. I could like my arms could stand to be tight. I mean, I guess we could just do the motion. Also, like, do you think that this would look strange if to anyone watching the video, if I was just doing this in the corner of the video the whole time? No, why would that look strange? <laughs> no, doesn't look like no. No, not at all. There's no. nothing weird about okay. that. Okay, didn't think so. All right, should we jump into some online reviews, my friend? I think we should. That's such a good idea. Let's do that. As you know, we are your trusty review queens. We each bring in a review from the internet that we feel needs to be inspected. We read you the review, break it down, and rate the impact of the review on a scale from one to five. Rounds. It's a very regal process that we have coined called Assess That Kvetch. And Kvetch means Complaint. All right. Who's first today? Me. Yay. All right. Take it away, RQ. Review that review. All right, I'm doing it. Today, I have a review that um, is connected to that that year that we met when you started sharing reviews with me because it's when I first started listening to podcasts okay. in the car. So I have a review today. It is a two-star review from Apple Podcasts mm-hmm. written by Frinky Dink One. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> F-R-I-N-K-Y D-I-N-K One. Wow. Okay. And this is for the very viral, very successful, ginormous podcast, My Favorite Murder. Oh, your which is your favorite. My favorite. Your favorite. All right. This is Frankie Dink's two-star <laughs> review of My Favorite Murder with Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstart. Okay. The subject is Hear Me Out. Hear me out. Start a different podcast. <sighs> I have felt somewhat conflicted about this podcast since I became a listener about two years ago. Overall, I think K and G are both great personalities for a podcast, and I enjoy hearing them chat about their lives, recommendations, etc. And both are pretty funny. What made me feel sometimes icky about listening to this podcast is that A, obsessing over true crime, murders, etc. is not healthy. Point blank. Thinking about, learning about, and talking about the horrors of crime and human suffering this much are not good for your mental health. B. I also agree with some points made by others that true crime is inherently exploitative, even if work is done to try to honor victims. C. I also think it's damaging for both listeners and hosts when it's stressed how dangerous the world can be how we shouldn't trust people, etc. When in reality, crimes like those they typically cover, parentheses, women being murdered by a stranger, are very rare and have been decreasing for years. True crime is in and of itself a morally and ethically ambiguous area. It's clear that K and G do not feel motivated or as enthusiastic about this podcast anymore, maybe because of mental health, 
maybe because of ethical questions, and have been essentially phoning in it for months. (laughs) My solution? Start a different podcast about something else entirely. Make it an advice podcast, a mental health podcast, parentheses with qualified trained guests, or anything else you are genuinely passionate about. Your work is clearly not being you, Joy, anymore. And it seems to not be bringing joy to many longtime listeners now, too. Close a long and wonderful chapter with MFM and start something new. Wow. Frankie Dink won. So here's the here's a little bit of the rub, but I'm going to depend on you for this side of it. I I haven't listened to my favorite murder because like I am kind of a scaredy cat and I don't like to listen to things like that. But that being said, I think because of that, I'm, I'm sort of a good audience for this review. Here's how I feel about it. It's unnecessary. Why are you going on this podcast where people are looking for this kind of entertainment And insinuating that their choice is somehow incorrect or that they need to question the choice that they're making, you're wasting time. You're wasting space. You don't belong here. If you don't want to listen, do not listen. There are many of other podcasts out there that you can listen to. You go ahead and listen to your mental health podcast. Don't tell other people in the comments what they should and should not be listening to. Also, don't psychoanalyze the hosts based on zero information. So Frankie Dink one, you're rubbing me the wrong way. And I want this to be known that I'm saying this as someone who has never listened to this podcast and no offense because I know how much Trey loves it probably won't because it's not my cup of tea. This is unnecessary, is my opinion. What do you think? I mean, I'm just like applauding you because like I know you've never listened. And yes. I am a super fan of the show. I, I started listening in 2017. I believe they began in 2016 or late 2015. Mm-hmm. I definitely started when there was less than 50 episodes. And they're up to like, you know, 250 or something at this point. Sure. I'm a member of their fan cult, they call it. I've been to a live show. I own multiple items of merchandise. And this very podcast is based off of the template of My Favorite Murder. Uh, So it inspired me to create something. So everything you're saying is exactly like why this review was so insane to me. Yeah. It's like giving a graduation speech to people that aren't graduating. Yeah. This isn't your audience, hon. Move on. I will say that Karen and Georgia are very vocal about mental health. So Mm -hmm. I understand Frankie Dink bringing up uh, mental health. Okay. But I think it's very, I think it's just very dangerous to try to label anyone's mental health because it's such a personal thing. Like to say that. I mean, like, I don't know. I just feel, I find it completely unnecessary. I'm trying to even wrap my head around like, would it well maybe like like could it have been helpful if Frankie Dink was just sort of like used to love you guys like was a big fan to be honest like listening to this kind of podcast really started to affect my mental health so I won't be tuning in anymore but like wish you guys the best of luck I mean maybe like maybe that's interesting if you're saying that they do in fact talk about mental health on the podcast so that like okay cool note taken let's make sure we're having this be part of our discussion Right. So I'm not saying we don't have a right to have a response 
Correct. to a certain kind of podcast because like I said, I'm picky about what I listen to for the same reason. But I just think, what are you doing? Like, what, how? Well, it's interesting to me because they begin, they self-proclaim that they have been listening for two years. Yeah. They were somewhat conflicted since they started listening. Right. So, okay. So what is that about? But then I also, um, I just personally disagree. And, and I do think that I'm trying to sort of not be just so angry because it's a different viewpoint here. Sure. Like, I, I do want to be a review queen and like, honor. Yeah, of course. But, but I do think that Frinky Dink's opinion yeah. that it isn't good to tell people that the world is dangerous yeah, makes no sense. I mean, even My Favorite Murder has had people reach out saying explicitly that because of the slogan, stay sexy, don't get murdered. I was hypervigilant because... Yeah. And their whole thing about their quote, fuck politeness... Yeah. They sold like rape whistles that said fuck politeness on them. I have it on my keychain. Right. Like it's a way to like protect yourself because So that is that is like intentionally a part of the messaging of the podcast. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What do you think about the whole argument about them phoning it in since you've been like a long-term listener? Do, do you feel like that there's any merit there? You're going to get me in trouble. Um <laughs> Well, currently at the time of recording this, we're reaching the end of a two-month break. Karen and Georgia have never taken a hiatus. Okay. And we're like on the fifth year of the podcast. What I've noticed is that, you know, podcasts are free. Yeah. And, you know, you listen to people in your ears and they become friends. So much of the experience of listening to the show is sort of like hanging out with Karen and Georgia and then they cover these, these stories. So there becomes this ownership, but aside from joining the fan club, it's free. And so there is a lot of opinion Mm -hmm. about what they should be doing, what they should be creating that's free. Right. And so there's been a lot of um, possible decline conversation and the quality of the podcast over the last couple of years. Okay. Which like, I don't, know that I need to really weigh in on, but I, you know, they, I think they, you know, now that I am making a podcast with you, I understand there is a lot that's involved. Right. I think that it is good to create boundaries in life and to set yourself up for success. And so, you know, I can't begin to speak for what their experience has been, but there has, there is a lot of vocal conversation in the fandom about quality concerns. But I thought this review was interesting because it's basically like, I mean, the first sentence, hear me out, start a different podcast. Right. But but Frankie didn't give them two stars. So that's true. It wasn't one star, I guess. But to me, I guess like if we're going through our general roster of like how we're assessing this kvetch, it's sort of like Is it useful? Like is is there value here? Yeah, I I don't think so. Well, it's just so seeping in, in like a one-sided opinion, which sure, that's Frankie Dink's opinion, but it's just so... And also, oh. I just like, I don't know. There's just so much about this that I hate. I just want to touch <laughs> on quickly what you were just talking about because like, yeah, it it is free and people are people and people are like tired and people have different energies at different times. And I just like, I think we should be more understanding of individuals. And I really don't like that... Bring, that 
Frankie Dink, Frankie Dink, Frankie Dink one is telling them to start something new. Yeah, that's so pompous, right? Who are you to tell someone when something is at a completion? Like maybe they're about to take off into like a huge venture that's going to like take what they've started and bring it like 10 million times bigger and larger than what it is right now. Like we don't know, like things transition and things change in a natural way. And I just think to assign something like that, like to try and say like you should end this it's just wrong i mean it's funny that like they're at the last portion of the review is offering my solution make a po- advice podcast and this like whole review yeah. is like here's my unsolicited advice here's my unsolicited advice and you should make an advice po- no you frinky dink one you should make an advice podcast because i think that that would make you happy because you like making lists and people like to take advice in list form so i think you should make a listicle advice podcast i mean as far as like the spelling and grammar here bad there were many like misspellings here also it's really upsetting to me that it's broken down into a b c d but a is not capitalized so it it looks like Uh a weird misspelling so everything like b c d that's all capitalized but a isn't that's annoying And there are random words that are incorrect so like it does seem that they didn't really do a huge spell check pass here i understand that if you're typing this in apple podcasts you might not get the red Mm -hmm. squiggle line sure i mean what do you think of the truthiness of this do you believe frinky dink I believe that Frinky Dink had this sort of averse reaction, but based on the information that Frinky Dink is giving me, I believe that they were coming to this podcast in the beginning with a bit of trepidation. And so I don't think that they are typical listener. I believe them that like this was their experience and they're being authentically true to like their own experience. I do not believe that this would be the experience of most people who would be seeking this podcast out. Because at the end of the day, as we know, there are thousands and thousands and millions. I don't even know how many, but like a lot to choose from. So if you're choosing to be here, I don't think that that's going to be your experience. And something I think that is going against what Frinky Dink is stating is that they listened for two years. Right. So I I don't understand like that. So they kept you captivated for two years. Then you decided you wanted to move on. And instead of just moving on with grace, you leave a little, not going to be vulgar, but I mean, I guess I can take a little bit of my, like, I'm feeling a little defensive on behalf of the show, but to sort of remove that, I hear that Frankie Dink's point is I enjoyed this hesitantly and there, I'm noticing a decline. And I have decided what the reason for the decline is. And so therefore, don't even go on the journey. Right. It's like a very interesting way to live your life, to tell tell other yeah. people what to do. I understand reviews are to like share experience and knowledge, but something about this is a huge turnoff to me. Yeah, I just think whenever we start getting into defining things as morally and ethically right or wrong, you know, I think we enter into slippery territory. So. And I think that like it's so amazing to me. Your first gut response to this is so right on because it is even as someone who's never listened. Yeah, if you're not interested in true crime, you're probably not going to seek this podcast out. Although yeah. I was not a huge true crime person. And you did. But if you didn't, like if you weren't a huge true crime person and you tried it out and you're like, oof, true crime is not for me. Do you think you would write a review or do you think you would just stop listening? No, but that, when you and I intimately know getting people to write a podcast review is an involved process. Right. It isn't as yes. straightforward as it should be. I don't know why. And that's so ridiculous. So like it really right. takes a lot of energy. Like uh, it's more, it takes yeah. more effort than tweeting. Sure. Yeah, that's true. 
Any other thoughts before we crown it? Like, would this be a deal breaker to you? No. I know. No, it would not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we can I think we can crown it. Yeah, I think I can. Yeah, I think I can crown it too. Okay. All right. So Trey and I each have our own set of one to five crown cards in an effort to be fair and not influenced by one another. We will simultaneously reveal our rating. The queens are tabulating. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Total score. Go, Trey. One. I gave it a half. I almost did half as well. <laughs> I learned from you. I learned from you that we could do half crown. I wasn't <laughs> even thinking about because I, I think it's irrelevant because I don't care because I agree with the sentiment, but I think it's the wrong forum. Yeah. And I just think it's wrong to to pretend like you know people that you don't in such a, I mean, pretentious way, to be honest. That was why I gave it a half crown. How about you? Why'd you give it a crown? I gave it one crown because I think that the um, hypothesis here is yeah. really interesting. And I think that perhaps it would be better as like a scientific study where you were doing scientific research to figure out if consuming really dark content has an impact on your mental health. Right. I, I don't think this hypothesis should be on a review on Apple Podcast. Yeah. And this is challenging for me because I'm so biased when it comes to my favorite murder. But I was confused why it's two when the review was like, don't even bother. Yeah. I, I, I just felt like he, I was being told something is true, which is like, you can't prove that it's true. So right. that rubs me the really the wrong way. And so for that reason, I, I gave it one crown because I can see that Frankie Dink put some effort in here. There are like wheels have been turning. So I appreciate that. I think Frankie Dink needs to do some... Uh, scientific exercises to sort of weigh if this hypothesis yeah. is true or not before declaring it. I think Frankie Dink needs to find a different forum for his uh, theories. I agree. Yes. Okay. Oh. That was good. Good try. I I'm like sad. that. Now I can't ever look forward to doing my favorite murder again. Well, it's it's Mazel Tov and there's a season for everything. Yes, there's a season for everything. And I think that um, we all understand your love for my favorite murder and respect it. Thank you for going there with me. And I appreciate your valuable contribution as someone who has never listened. Of course. All right. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll get into Chelsea's review. Love it. BRB. SSDGM. <laughs> Hold your crown. We'll be right back. I don't know why I always have to make that sound. <laughs> because anyway. it's game time. Woo! Let's take a quick spin on the merry-go-round. I don't feel like an icon. Most of the days I feel like I can't. That's with an A. All right. So in case you don't know the deal, here's the deal. Trey and I have each picked a rotten, scathing, pithy one-star zinger. And with 30 seconds on the clock, we'll take turns trying to recite the zinger in as many genres as possible. Just like Queen Meryl Streep, who does it all. Before the clock runs out. 
All right, Chelsea, you're first. What's your zinger today? Okay. I'm going to have to try and say this to you with a straight face. Okay. So my zinger is a one-star Amazon review written by Anne K. And the review is for a Nicolas Cage sequin pillowcase. <laughs> Wait, is it the one where you wipe it down and yes. it disappears? In my okay. And Anne K's, the subject is who would buy this? And then... <laughs> The zinger is, if you actually bought this, please, why? Are you okay? (laughs) Oh, that's really... How how did you find this? I knew you were going to ask. I was waiting. So I I have something I'm saving for a future episode, but I was okay. Googling this thing that I like heard that they do, which I just thought was hilarious. And it led me down this, what should we call it? Like guy gift. Yeah. Amazon spiral. I saw this pillow as like one of the <laughs> suggestions. And I was just like, oh my God, that exists. I have to look at that and see if oh. there's a great review from it. And there wasn't like anything amazing that was like a long review worthy of its own moment. But I did find the singer that I found, like, I don't know, kind of tickled me. There oh are, you can buy a Nicolas Cage sequin pillowcase on Amazon if you'd like. I mean, that sounds really good to me. But Anne Kay, she has questions for you. The bees, the bees. <laughs> okay. Um, so are you strapped in and ready? Yes. What am I strapped in to? You're strapped in on a starfish. <gasps> oh, I like that. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Three, two, one magic go! show. If you actually bought this, please, why are you okay? Courtroom drama. You actually bought this, please, why are you okay? Adult film. You actually bought this, please, why are you okay? Pop star. If you actually bought this, please, why are you okay? Breaking news. If you actually bought this, please, why are you okay? That's all. I mean, I don't think I, I don't know. I don't know. I'll just, I'll give it to you. Thank you. That was a longer one for me. That was five. You got five, queen. I'll take it. Okay. What do you have for your zinger today, Trey? So ironically, my zinger is also from Amazon. Okay. This is for the King James Version Holy Bible Gift and Award Bible Burgundy Soft Cover King James Version. Oh my God. Uh, it's like Amazon type. I understand that you're trying to pull for those keywords, but it's out of control. And this is written by Andrew P. And the subject is question mark. Oh. And the one star zinger is this is some weird stuff. Okay. <laughs> And 34 people found that helpful. Well, you know, the things that people found find helpful these days. We'll take it. All right. Are you ready, Trey? You are strapped into your seahorse. (gasps) That's what I wanted. I was hoping you would say that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Three, two, one, go. Yankee. There's some weird stuff. Lifetime. (laughs) This is some weird stuff. Pop star. This is some weird and stuff. Teen drama. This is some weird stuff. Sports announcer. This is some weird stuff. TLC reality. This is some weird stuff. Popstick. Oh, this is weird stuff. <laughs> That's all. That was that Yankee was not Yankee. I know that 
was really good, but that was funny because I was like, was that Southern or Yankee or what was that? All right, let's see what you got. I know you won, but I just want to know because I know you did really well. Okay. Seven. Wow, Trey. You're really picking up steam, RQ, you. I really get very nervous about Yankee every round now that that one episode happened where I just couldn't get anything out of my mouth. I know. Well, I realized the opposite. Like I did Yankee, I think, and then I couldn't do Southern. But either way, like same thing. Like every time I get to it, I'm like, oh my God, like is my mouth going to be able to do it? So I feel you. But who cares? Because you're a winner and you would have won regardless, even if I took that one away. Give me that seahorse and I'm going to go all the way. Yes, you are, queen. Review that review. All right. So we're back from that game break. And now it is time for Chelsea's review. Chelsea girl, what you got for us today? Okay. I have a Yelp review for us today. And our Yelp review is written by Mary G. And it is a one-star review of electric soul yoga. Mm-mm. All right. Wow. <laughs> so that was the worst yoga class I have ever taken. I've taken about 150 to 200 classes in my life all over LA. Rising Lotus, Black Dog, Core Power. I don't consider myself an expert, but I know what yoga is. So I decided I would check this place out and do the light, gentle yoga as I wanted a cool down, relaxing nighttime class. This is not what I got. It was called The Sweetest Thing. This was the description. Come and sink into a deep, gentle stretch. With slower moving flows, The Sweetest Thing offers you a chance to work through mostly seated and restorative postures. Mm. This is a wonderful, active recovery for those healing from injuries or for those who need a break from their more intense daily workouts. I think I would rename it hipster, frantic, shitty yoga. I use the word shit because the teacher used that word shit twice. I know. Very spiritual. That's just what I want while I'm doing yoga. People cursing at me. Oh, and she also used sucks. What are we in third grade? The music wasn't relaxing either. It was crappy rock or depressing ballads. Played so loud, I felt like I was at some desert motel bar. Fleetwood Mac and one song where the 70s lead singer was screaming. The teacher said this was her favorite song. Oh, thanks. I didn't know I was getting ready for an MMA fight. Also, and I'm not trying to be mean here, but Emily the yoga teacher, has the worst voice I've ever heard from a yoga teacher. Raspy, loud, and unpleasant. I wondered if she had ever gone to yoga school and been trained. She also corrected one person's form the entire time. She sat at the front and barked at us. She was confusing and inconsistent with her instruction. She also wore tennis shoes, which I have never seen a teacher do at an inside class. That being said, we did yoga positions, so I guess you can call it yoga. I really hope the owners take a look at this post. 
I'm not trying to get anyone fired, but yoga is a spiritual practice. Be spiritual, respect the practice of yoga, or don't call yourself a yoga studio. Also, don't use profanity. I'm not at your cousin's wedding. We aren't drunk. I'm coming here to get relief from a hectic life, (laughs) not to deal with more sloppy crap. This is the longest post I've ever written. I guess that says something about how bad my experience was. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Mary G. Do you think Mary G is a yoga teacher? Because Mary G has a lot of opinions about how yoga should be done. I don't think that Mary G is. I think that Mary G, as she's stated, has been to over 200 classes or something. That's not that many. That's not a lot of classes. How is that not? That seems like a lot of classes. There's 365 days in a calendar year. I mean, well, maybe Mary G goes once a week for a while. I don't know. The point is, I don't think that Mary G is an instructor. I think that she's just somebody that goes to yoga classes and she seems like her knowledge. Oh, God, I don't want to. No, look, I thought Mary G had a really great point. Like, it's interesting that. It's funny that Mary G copy pasted the description. Yes. But I'm glad it was it helps me hear the point. Right. Because I I would not choose classic rock. Sure. Like I wouldn't choose a, a screaming rock singer no. for the background for a restorative yoga class. Right. I mean Fleetwood uh, Mac, like not the worst. Yeah, don't they sing landslide? Yeah, like I can imagine like a maybe like in a nice acoustic version of landslide. Anyway. The reason I don't think that 150 to 200 classes is a lot, yeah, because prefacing by saying like I've been to a lot, right, it, right, it felt to me like okay, then you've been going for many, many, many years, right? But like theoretically, you could do 150 classes in a year. Sure. I mean, sure. I mean, okay, whatever. Also, and I get the point about like the tennis shoes. Like usually, you do have to remove footwear. Yeah. But and it is funny to me that. <laughs> Mary G states multiple times they are not trying to get anyone fired. I know. Gives she, Emily's name. Gives everything Emily did wrong. Yes, that's so true. I was wondering, can you not be spiritual if you use profanity? I don't believe that the two are mutually exclusive. That being said, I don't know if I would like, I don't really like yoga, but I don't think I would be, especially if I was going to a gentle class, I don't think I would be expecting someone to say shit. I mean, it also depends on what what context. Like, I think if I was in a gentle yoga class and they were like, let all just like the shit go, just like relax. And you don't need that. You don't need that shit. Let it go. Yeah. Like that. Okay, like what context? It would perk my ear up as well. But then going right. in from like, how dare them say the word shit twice? Going into the and they said sucks. Like that right. just seemed like the opposite. Like that wasn't a, a build. That was like, what? I know. Like I kind of got, I kept getting this visual of Mary G as a kid, as like the hall monitor, oh, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. who took her job very seriously. Like Did- she couldn't just be like, Timmy was running in the hallway. She'd be like, Timmy was running like 16 steps faster <laughs> than he should have been. You know, I, I clocked know. on my stopwatch. I, I and- clocked on my stopwatch. Exactly. Did your hall monitors in school have special sashes? Yes, there were special sashes. Yes, isn't that so funny? I mean, it was not a popular job to have. It definitely said a certain level of confidence for the individual that could take that job because it was a little bit nerdy. In elementary school, did you have to walk in the hall like this? 
Trey is, has his finger like in the shush position and then he has his hand in like a peace sign. Yeah, I think we probably had to do stuff like that. I definitely remember them that weird? using the shush and the peace sign as like, I don't know if we did it the whole time, but I think they were like, remember everybody or something. And you'd be like, shh, and then flash the peace sign. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It's also funny to me that Mary G points out like, what is this hipsterville? I know. I do think that um, hipsters yeah. dress code kind of goes into the world of yoga. I think that like yeah. to be like, this is hipstery feels like what? Like this chocolate is sweet. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. No, no shit. I mean, I wonder what like, so they, they said hipster frantic shitty yoga. Oh, Mary used shitty? Well, she oh, used right. it. That was the joke. Yes, as a, a setup to a joke. She was trying oh, to give us humor. What do you think Mary does for a profession? Oh, God. I think she's a meter maid. <laughs> you, you really hate meter maids. This has come up on so many episodes. I wonder if that's not the right. You really hate meter maids. <laughs> I, well, I think it's a. You live in LA. Especially in LA. Yeah. I think it's like such a shitty karmic job to have because like i every time i end up getting a, t- a parking ticket in la i feel like it's like i was like two seconds or like a minute late for my meter and they're just waiting there and i don't like that and they're like <laughs> like i was sitting around the corner waiting to make sure you like miss this and i could beat you there like it feels like when i was a kid and i played duck duck goose and i was the goose the whole time because like i could never catch anybody mm. You know, traumatizing. I'm the goose. It is traumatizing. I'm the goose. And they're just they're just running like a quick little duck to give me my ticket before I can get to the meter. You know, I feel like Mary G is probably a tax auditor. Yes. Like something that's very like black and white. You're right. Definitely something that's anal retentive. I think she's probably a Virgo, I would think. Which is interesting because they're seeking yoga. Well, all right. So mm, (laughs) I. It's curious to me because even though I think I have some personality issues with Mary G, I I, yeah. I get Mary G's point. I do too. And I got to say the spelling and grammar was like fantastic. I would imagine. We used, we, <laughs> yes. I mean, it was like, there's no way that, that Mary G posted this without rereading it at least 20 times. There was no copy editing error. It was absolutely pitch perfect. We, we utilized all caps, but not in a way that is offensive, like in a way that's like, you know, poppy and looks nice on the page. 21 people found the review helpful. Whoa, really? Or useful. That's interesting to me because I don't know if I think it's useful because it's for the studio, but this was one class of... I think that the reason why it's useful is when people go to yoga studios, they're very specific with who they take classes with. That's true. And so I think what how this is useful is if I know that Emily is going to be wearing sneakers, playing strange playlists, you know, paying Good attention point. to only one person and correcting that person's form the entire time and barking at me from the front. Raspy um, voice. <clears throat> have, yeah, like ha- not having a voice that's very soothing. I might choose not to go to Emily's class, which is unfortunate for Emily, but I will say I think is necessary for these kind of reviews. Yeah, I'm curious what happened to Emily. Because it is so teacher-specific, right? That's the thing that's crazy to me is you could literally take the sweetest thing from a different teacher and have a completely different experience. Okay, wait. I just looked down at my notes. This studio is called Electric Soul. Yeah. 
Do you know it? Like, is there no. a whole shtick that they do, like, that it's like popular music based? Oh, maybe. Oh, because isn't point. the sweetest thing, isn't that like a, um, a song? song? That's a good point, Trey. Wow. That seemed, thank God you said that. That feels like a looming like, thing I should. Is that Steven Tyler or something? Yeah. I don't know. That's, I don't want to miss a thing. I don't know. Yeah, I no. mean, but everything you were just saying is a really great point. Like, I, I guess I do have a little more insight onto who Emily probably is. Yeah. Um, so I that would be valuable if I was going to take a class and, and Emily was listed as the teacher. Right. It, it doesn't matter to me that the conclusion here is that like, this is the longest I've ever written. So you know, I didn't like it. Because I feel right. like maybe Mary is caught up in a lot of details a lot in life. And I have a feeling that maybe it's hard for Mary to relax. I don't, I don't think Mary should sign up for restorative yoga. I think Mary needs to take really difficult, challenging, demanding yoga. I think Mary really needed restorative yoga in this moment. I can't imagine Mary it. relaxing, though. I mean, I get that Mary's experience was No, I think was that, that Mary wasn't. can relax. I think Mary can relax. I just think that Mary couldn't relax in this environment. The only thing that like, I again was like scratching my head a little bit for, and I get it. Like people that are from LA and they're into yoga, they're like really into yoga and they know everywhere. But in the second sentence, after she bragged about her 200 yoga classes that she's been to in her life, she says she's been to one to studios all over LA. And then she listed one, she listed three other yoga studios Mm -hmm. immediately. Right. Do you think they're, what do we think about that? Do you think it's a competitor? I don't know. Like, I wonder, do you think like it could possibly be somebody from Black Dog or Rising Lotus or Core Power? Or do we think that this is just somebody that's bragging about it occurred? The- yeah, it occurred to me as that. Cause then that like the next sentence is like, I'm not saying I'm an expert. Meanwhile, you just said you were an expert. Right. True. True, true, true. I think I could crown this. What do you think? I think I can crown it. Yeah. All right. The Queen tabulating are you ready yeah i think i'm gonna be higher than you but i'm ready okay total score oh interesting i'm higher than you yeah i'm holding up three crowns and trey is holding up three and a half crowns all right trey tell us I gave Mary three and a half because I felt that I I didn't think Mary was like a competitor or a disgruntled former employee. I felt like this was Mary's authentic experience. And that yes. um, I gave Mary credit that many people probably would feel the same way. I took some crowns away because it wasn't humorous. It was more wordy than it needed to be. And I just sort of felt like it just was a not a match of um, teacher-student. And I don't know that that should um penalize the school or the studio and or and or penalize Emily the teacher. I just think they weren't a match. And and that can be valuable looking like you said those were your points. So for that reason, right. more the middle of the road because I think there is a little of an impact. So that's why the half crown. So three and a half for me. Why did you do three? Basically all the reasons you said. The reason why I took up the half crown was actually the section around the shit and the sucks because I don't really know what context this was used in and I feel like that mm. could be a lot of information for me. Like is this the kind of person that just like, oh my, they said the word sucks. My delicate you know? ears. Yeah, like, yeah. So it, is that indicative of who Mary is a little bit more? Because if it is, then maybe I think I can't trust her. So that 
And like, you know, and I feel a little bit bad for Emily that she's being shouted out like this, even though I understand why. So that's why I I awarded Mary Three Crowns. Excellent. Yeah. Very interesting review. Now I'm curious to find out more about Electric Soul. Me too. Okay, great. Well, all right, my queen. I think it's time we've reached the most regal portion of our show. Who are you, Trey, inducting for? My Royal Highness. Why, thank you so much for asking me. I didn't think that you would. Of course. So today I'm inducting recycling. Oh, good. Okay. Think about it. Recycling. All right. Well, I thought about it. And so I was curious. (laughs) Wait, I wanted you to think about it. I was was curious who thought of it. Yeah. You know, I love researching. Oh my God, Trey, you didn't. I really do. It's fun for me. I love it. When do you think recycling began? Oh my God. I'm so bad with history. In ninth century Japan. They started oh. recycling paper and they actually believed. I'm so glad I didn't, I didn't <laughs> guess because I would have been way like, off. 1920. I was like 1920. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they felt that recycled paper actually was more profound and they would use it for oh. poems and poetry and art, which is awesome. Then I realized I needed to induct recycling when in 1690 in Philadelphia. <gasps> Of all places. They started recycling linen and cotton rags for Bibles and newspapers. And then in World War II, there was a national push for like a universal collection campaign of tin and rubber and steel. And then the 1960s, it was the very first curbside collection of metal, paper, and yard waste. Interesting. Wow. And then I thought this was very cool. When you think of recycling, you know that little like arrow circle logo of recycling yeah, yeah. or isn't it like a uh, triangle yes yeah yeah it's yeah. the um yeah. chasing arrows logo an architectural college student made that to win a contest and it's still in use today i think i heard about that actually yeah. and then the first state to enforce a mandated law of separating trash and recyclables was the state of new jersey Wow. Two for two over here. In this whole timeline of the creation of recycling, 2012, McDonald's replaces their styrofoam cups with paper. That is how big of a deal McDonald's is, that it makes the list. Wow. That's crazy. But all of that, just to say, I remember when recycling became a thing. And that's like because in 87, this whole conversation started about laws, about actually separating trash from recycling. And thank God. I mean, it's just so terrible. Like, there's so much waste. So much Anyway, waste. so for that reason, I'm inducting recycling for my Royal Highness. Everyone, just recycle. It's not that hard. Do it. Chelsea, who are you inducting today for My Royal Highness? I was conflicted. I think I'm going to go with teachers today. I want to induct all the teachers who have to go back to school now because the school year is starting here in California. And I'm putting out all the love for them and imagining how difficult this must be because... You know, obviously children are not vaccinated and you're around like all these people that are so delicate and it's just stressful. And I can't even imagine. I imagine like right now around this time, it's a a stressful time in general for teachers to be like, oh, got to rev back up for the school year. But I think right now in particular, it's even harder. So I just want to send an extra love and I want to make all the teachers out there my royal highness. 
that's a really I had never thought about that. How their kids can't be vaccinated yet, and oh, yeah, it's so scary. All right. Thank you to the teachers. Thank you, teachers. All right, my RQC, we've done it. That's another round on the Ferris wheel of Review That Review. Yes, it is, RQT. And thank you guys so much for joining us today. If you like what you heard, please tell a friend. If you didn't like what you heard, please tell an enemy or tell Frinky Dink one. (laughs) Uh, Don't be shy. Hit up our voicemail box. 1-850-REVIEW-0. We'll take a review. We'll take a complaint. We'll take a My Royal Highness inductee. We'll take stories about recycling. We'll take stories about uh, your cousin that's a teacher. Just call in and say, hey. Yeah. Or cherries. Cherry burns. <laughs> Cherry burns. You can follow us also, if you'd like, uh, please do, on all of the socials at The Review Queens. I'm at Chelsea BD. And I'm at Trey Gerald. That's Gerald with a G and with two R's. Become a member of the Royal Court, y'all, by joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash review that review. Our entry-level tier is only five bucks a month. You can also watch live clips from our recording sessions on YouTube. And please, please remember. Ignore the haters, especially, what's his name? Frankie Dink. Especially Frankie Dink. Ignore all the haters, okay? You're a queen. Gender non-specific queen. Obviously. Bye. Vinyasana. (laughs) Shavasana. Shavasana. Review That Review is an independent podcast. Certain names have been redacted or changed to protect the guilty. Executive produced by Trey Gerald and Chelsea Don with editing and sound design by Trey Gerald. With voiceover talents by Ida Kaminsky, our cover art was designed by Logo Bora, and our theme song was written by Joe Kanozian and sung by Natalie Weiss. Namaste in bed. Namaste in bed. How dare you say that in a Southern accent? <laughs> Did I? Yes! It's all your fault. You've turned me Southern. How dare you? I don't sound like that. Yes. I mean, you don't, but you just bring it out in me. I told you the other day I was walking down the stairs. Wait, what did I say? Oh, I said, bless her heart. I can't tell you because I deleted the history. I know. It's a shame. All right. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.